So I've got this Russian friend who's a sound engineer. And a check one, two. <laughs> a check one, two. Always bringing comedy, delivering entertainment frequently, giving hope infamously, just kicking it like most normal outstanding people, quietly revealing satire, trivially usurping volatile whack jobs and xenial yahoos, it's Zabo! Yes, it is the Zaboys Podcast. We are rocking and rolling here live on twitch.tv backslash Zaboys underscore podcast. If this is Monday night, you're listening to us on Deep Dallas Radio, who just had their fourth anniversary on Saturday night. That wasn't the only kick-ass thing happening Saturday night. We'll get more into that. We are Zaboys. I am positive. See, down below me is James, the Brain Box, Thornquist. Hello, Jamie. Hello, hello. I don't know why I called you Jamie right there. I feel kind of it's actually okay. kind of awkward about that right you, now. You throw something weird out every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do do something weird with your name. And then the violator is producing us. He's over there in a the corner somewhere. What's Hello, up? What's Will? up? Hello, Billy, Billy, Billy. And uh, we are uh, gonna have a special guest. He's there right now, but we're also gonna have some more fun here. Uh, the boys, Thorny's gonna have a discussion about health in your 30s because i think we're all in our 30s or above here so we need to be healthy and thorny will tell us how uh we'll also have a fantastic wrestling trivia game brought to us by violator and why all the wrestling talk well if you guys have been following the history of the boys you know i'm involved with metroplex wrestling so today we have our first guest from metroplex wrestling it is sebastian envy he is one half of your mpx tag team champions best picture Sebastian, thank you so much for being our first guest on uh, from MPX on the boys. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's fitting that you have one half of, you know, the best team, the best champs, best picture <laughs> on the show. So it all works out. So. It does all work out. And we got plenty of questions for you. I know uh, Thorny had some uh, right off the back he really wanted to get for you. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, my first question, honestly, for you is uh, before we step into the ring with you, can you give us the 150-word biography, Tinder biography for anyone who might not know you? <laughs> uh, shorter than that, I make movies and I kick faces. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. yeah but, That's... Uh, I'm, uh, born and bred in Washington, uh, D.C. Okay. Went down to uh, college in Louisiana, Texas for work. We also got into wrestling um outside of wrestling i'm into filmmaking and production and just trying to grind on on that and, and get um, a litany of production projects um, off the ground done various things in the past from like music videos short films and, and trying to get stack those up into larger projects um, and just just grinding it's um i always say it's funny that i picked three of the toughest industries to to get into and the easiest to get lost in that's comic books movies and wrestling <laughs> right god if that isn't the truth oh my next question was going to so, be yeah, uh all of them... oh no go, go ahead. ahead good it's just with all of them it's just like you need that lightning in a bottle moment where like the right person mm -hmm. at the right time sees you know a, the right promoter sees the right match or the right you know studio or whoever sees the right short film you did at a certain con or 
comic book gets in the hands of the right person, it's all it's just yeah. such a lightning in a bottle type of thing. So I'm just trying to grind away and hit with you know one of these things, if not all of them. So awesome, man. I was actually that was gonna be my next follow up question is uh, you know, what do you do when there's no lights, cameras, or action going on? But you just answered that one, so I guess always really cameras, would... cameras. <laughs> <laughs> you live your life on the cameras, man. I, I know the feeling, yeah. honestly. So uh where are you putting out your where your film stuff and, and and all that you know your your other projects? Uh, just uh, YouTube. It's youtubecom slash films T A U R I A N because I'm a Taurus. Um, films and then that's where I've got a couple of my short films uh, on there. A couple fan films. I did a I'm a huge Suicide Squad nut, so I did a Suicide Squad fan film like years nice. back. Um, okay, that stuff's up there. I have a. Uh, uh, I guess geek talk blog, I guess you call it. I don't know, called Let Us Geek, where I talk about <laughs> just uh, particular stuff I'm interested in as far as like comics, comic book, TV shows, and movies, and that sort of thing. That's kind of mostly where it's uh, slanted. So I do a bunch of those videos for like my five little viewers of that. Um, and uh, have some stop motion stuff on there as well, because if you saw all my action figures and stuff, I do stop motion projects as well. Oh, that's so really cool. a lot of stuff. Yeah, actually, that makes that brings up a question that I want to know. It's like how like I've seen I love all kinds of stop motion, you know, films and everything, but that has to be one of the most difficult ways to animate something. Like, what made you decide you wanted to do that? It's it, it's super time consuming. There's there's a few um, like really good uh, excuse me, a few really good stop motion channels on YouTube, uh, both doing Transformers stop motions and uh, action figure ones and just seeing some of those and having the, the resources um, as far as a camera and computer to be able to, to do it. Right. Um, just made yeah. me want to, to jump into it. And there's some people that, that like I animate at 15 frames per second, just uh, mm -hmm. because 24 frames per second, which some people do that mm -hmm. is like uh, 15 is like strenuous enough. It takes long yeah. enough. I could imagine doing 24, but a lot of guys, you know, do that. And it looks, super buttery smooth and, and it's just it's it's fun because you get to uh it's all about just creating stories and just mm -hmm. and telling stories that's what i'm all about mm -hmm. whether it's in wrestling or in my productions when i worked as a newspaper reporter for uh, over a decade i'm uh, just all about telling stories in you know any way that i can that's that's pretty uh, cool, you guys uh, you guys told a great story on Saturday night. So Saturday night was Purple Rain. It's MPX's uh, biggest event. You guys had a giant fatal four-way or four-way elimination tag match with three really great teams. You guys put on an amazing performance, and you guys maintain the tag team titles. Good job, Best Picture. Uh, how, how, are, how are you feeling today, brother? How are you feeling after after uh, that punishment? <laughs> I saw you take a couple of... Uh, couple of pile drivers yeah that was my neck is a little tweaked but kind of like looking like this direction i get like a like a pain like on that side back was kind of jacked up and i woke up I, usually i wake up in the morning like sunday morning after a show or monday morning if i work a sunday show and it's just like i'll kind of like move like a couple inches and then my body's like yeah you, had, you worked a wrestling match last night and all those kind of <laughs> stuff will like start but after especially after last night it was I was feeling it th this morning, but it was definitely uh, worth it for the the match that we 
Thrawn. I believe people enjoyed it and just uh, certain aspects of the match, like Schaefer's top rope dive. People need to see the match for that alone because that dude, like, for a big dude, he is just phenomenally just uh, smooth and fluid in the ring. And I just, I love seeing the guy work. Mm-hmm. How, how long have you and Schaefer been uh, working together? So and, that actually, so. Uh, hey, you go ahead, Chris. I'll ask mine here in a second. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually out of lag, so you guys are good. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but out of, out of curiosity, how long have you and Schaefer been working together, and what was the thing that made you uh, kind of want to work together? Uh, well, at uh, Destiny back in uh, MPX Destiny earlier this year, mm-hmm. I was in a six-pack match. Then mm-hmm. it was elimination, and uh, the winner got a title shot. Uh, guaranteed tag team title shot, and uh, after that, put on some uh, put out a casting call for for uh, potential partners. Uh, oh, was mm-hmm. kind of looking for a certain thing. Had some uh, uh, folks that didn't really fit what I was looking for. Had some that kind of did, but ultimately, uh, Schaefer uh, just kind of won me over, and mm-hmm. uh, we started tagging from uh, from then on. So I'd say from like March ish, probably. Right. Well, now, and we've just kind of worked on becoming a well-oiled tag team machine. Good deal. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you all have to practice together a lot, or do you all just kind of have a little bit of, like, you all just understand each other enough to be able to just work together in the ring? Yeah, it's it's, it's an understanding. I mean, it's talking kind of, uh, kind of talking about things and conceptualizing, um, you know, it's very much like, you know, being in a writer's room for a series. You know, yeah. you throwing ideas at the wall, seeing what sticks you're conceptualizing and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. There's some stuff we've, we've done at a, you know, in one match that we kind of, you know, looking back on it, you know, it just wasn't smooth. It wasn't good enough. So we take that out and kind of tweak things just to, to make it better. Cause I want any time that either one of us steps in the ring as an individual. And especially when we step in the ring as a tag team for, for uh, people to see us as, you know, the best tag team out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do y'all communicate in the ring? Like, because obviously you have the crowd around you, everybody's cheering, it's going to be loud, and obviously y'all can't just yell at each other. You're like, hey, we're going to switch this up and do something different. Y'all obviously have to have some sort of communication. Uh, no, it, it, I mean, there's, I mean, there's times where I mean, we've had to kind of like direct each other, you know, mm-hmm. verbally. Other times, there's, you know, you can just look. Uh, it can be a head nod or just a, you know meeting eye contact being in a certain position and we kind of just know what we want to do from there mm-hmm. so that just kind of that just comes with y'all knowing each other and just knowing that a head nod means hey we're going to do this kind of like just yeah. by the fact that y'all just worked together for so long okay yeah that is it's just, it's just trusting the person that you're in the ring with to to carry you i mean trusting Schaefer to, to to carry us um with uh, just all the strength and power he has, he trusts me to carry us with the, the direction and the technical stuff and the planning and the strategy and all that fun stuff. So. Mm-hmm. so you've got this thing. I was watching one of your matches. So, earlier today. Uh, I, I go ahead, Chris, go ahead. We've, we've, you've gotten cut off twice. Have at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so, I got lagged so bad, but uh, I just want to say, I love all the uh, cinema traits and all that stuff you guys do in your performance. Uh, I want to know that it wasn't easy because you you have the film background to add that into wrestling or was it tough to kind of 
craft that in and make it everything make sense. The, the hardest part was kind of like <clears throat> was waiting uh, for to getting a chance to finally wanting uh, to do it because I've it's this version of me which I feel is the best version of me something that I wanted to do um, for the past. Uh, two years before I actually started doing it and I had ideas for it um yeah. you know I had, I don't know how many like notebooks full of like promos and stuff that I was like thinking about and just things I wanted to say and do and that sort of thing but I couldn't I didn't have the gear made for it and I had gone through like three gear makers um two of which I had to fight with uh PayPal to get my money back on them when they kind of you know I paid them and they didn't do anything um and then I finally found um uh or was reminded uh of gear gal wrestling uh gear and okay. got her to do up my gear and she did just did a phenomenal job so that was me finally being able to, to to be this true part of myself and just merging like two things that i love which is like you know filmmaking professional wrestling and um so it wasn't difficult at all to kind of make the change the biggest thing was just the physical like change as far as like what I wear and stuff like that because I mean I enjoyed you know the strong style nerd stuff and the black Goku stuff I was doing in the past but um okay okay it um I could do that on uh I couldn't take that where I want to go you know because right. I mean Dragon Ball Z, it's a licensed property and, and all that kind of stuff so you can do it in certain in certain on certain yeah. levels but I can't take that where I want to go whereas this it's 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 all me and mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, large companies want to see. They want to be able to make money off of you. So if you bring something original, bring a good idea, then, you know, they can see potential in you, or at least that's my thought, you know, going into it. So I want to be able to just take all of me to wherever it is I want to go. Nice. So, man... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking Black Goku stuff. You had me, you threw me off on that one. I'm like, wait, what? I gotta see this. Hey, I'm kind of curious uh. about that too. <laughs> no, it's just because um, because I had like the the tights and like the the singlet I had before. It was like just a singlet, but it was kind of stylized and um, mm -hmm. uh, like the the gi that Goku wore in Dragon Ball Z. So like I was working a um, so I wore that okay. and and there's just one. Um, show was working for the Christian Wrestling Federation at a at a church camp, and um, it was like a kids camp. And just like I think like sixty seconds into the match, like when I came out, they they were chanting like Black Goku. So <laughs> <laughs> then I ended up like kind of whenever I put like my highlight videos together, promo stuff, I would end it with like the, the them chanting like Black Goku. And then <laughs> when I came out That's of MPX. Awesome. Uh, when I started in MPX, I, I would get like those chances stuff like that when I came out. So that was, like I said, it was fun for a time that that I did it. But I realized it was, um, I don't want to be pigeonholed, you know, yeah, with that. So I had to kind of go, you know, beyond it. I mean, you have to evolve to to get better. So that's yeah. how I look at it. You kind of have to have your own brand at that point, like as mm. again, you, as you said, you can't exactly take that with you because of you, you, there's trademark stuff. Right. Uh, what other things do you hope to accomplish in your future in wrestling? Because obviously you have a serious passion for it. I'm sure that you want to keep going. So, yeah, just out of curiosity, um, uh, I want to get um, international. Um, 
I know like there's a bunch of guys that I, I know and, and, and enjoy their work and, and um, who are local and stuff who have gone, you know, uh, overseas to, to Europe, Japan and stuff like that. And I would like to count myself among them at some point in time. Um, of course, you know, going on to like your uh, Ring of Honors or your Impacts or your AEWs, um, just trying to get any sort of like uh, toe in the door of a tryout or just whatever, just to show you know what I've got. I just I just want opportunities mm-hmm. anywhere, um, just to show what I can do because I believe that you know I'm good at what I do. So it's just a matter of, of having the the platform, the opportunities to to show that. So that's all that I'm looking for. Well, I, I wish you luck on that, man, because that sounds like a, a something really cool to do. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know anything about industry. it. Yeah, I, I understand about being in those difficult industries where you basically have to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a lot of it is is fighting with uh, the um, rejections, and, and I always say you have to like push past the the nose to get to the yeses because you're gonna. You're sending out, you know, tape to however many promoters who are also getting tape from, you know, umpteen mm-hmm. other workers and stuff like that. So it's like fighting through that glutton of, 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 of people, and uh, just trying to stay, stay focused and not get discouraged by uh, plateauing or just not, not getting opportunities that that you mm-hmm. want. I mean, there's a time I kind of kick myself because I, I admit there is maybe like a, a year and a half, two year stretch, like years back where I didn't really kind of put myself out there, didn't try to, to promote myself and, and flex, mm-hmm. um, my skills kind of market myself because of some early sort of, uh, discouragement. And I, I let, you know, that time lapse where I just was kind of just down on myself and, and not trying to push through. So I'm trying to make up for that, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of just, it's a mental thing and just trying to be, be strong enough to, to push through the, the low times to get to those, you know, better times and better opportunities and stuff that they're there. You just got to, like I said, push past the nose to find them because you're going to find, you're going to hear no, you're going to hear no a lot. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's just having the, the, the stuff to, to push past that, to get to the success that ideally is around the corner. I always say like, when the grind is real, the success will be real. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. And I kind of have to repeat that mantra to myself sometimes when it comes to wrestling or when it comes to filmmaking, like over the years, I've had a couple of projects where I was like, I started and they were, I was super high on them and super enthusiastic about them. And people kind of came to the project, super enthusiastic about it and then mm-hmm. lost it halfway through. And then it showed in their work on screen and the final product looked like crap. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's trying to push past those type of you know discouragements to those better opportunities and better chances that are just around the corner you just got to hold on a little bit longer to get to there yeah well in my opinion one of the things that you especially with with industries like that and like you know a lot of the ones that we try to get into you have to kind of develop the thick skin in order to be able to last anyways because no, if, if, if you're just given if it's just given to you real quick yeah you're not going to last. You're not going to make it because you haven't done, as you were saying, the grind to get there. Like there's, right. there is no way you would possibly survive unless you've already gone through it. Yeah, it's getting used to rejection. Yeah, which there is a lot of. All artistic and creative right. enterprises, you have to get used to that rejection and, and really, like you said, grind until you make it. And 
that grind's got to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, guys. And uh, we, we know all about that here on The Boys. We've been grinding, and we've actually been doing this since about 2014, I think. It was, that's when we started this thing, right? Something like that. So we've been grinding. Then we took a hiatus. Processing. And, uh, yeah, doing different things, doing more things now than we actually did before. So, yeah, we understand that. And, I, like, coming in uh, an outsider into the business uh, and being behind the scenes now and watching how it goes, I have – I've always had a respect for it. I have a, so much more uh, a respect for the, the process of show day. Show day is such an interesting day, and uh, I love being a part of that. I love working with you guys. It's a good experience. I love the Zaboys podcast, though. That's what we're doing right now on live on twitch.tv backslash Zaboys underscore podcast. We're live here with Sebastian Envy of Best Picture. Uh, Sebastian, do you want to hang out and play a wrestling game with us? Sure. Sure. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Like, like I said before, like watch, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a bunch of basic questions that I, as a as a wrestler, should know, and then people are gonna be like, "You suck." What kind of wrestler are you for not knowing that? It's well, okay. this should be. Fun. I don't know any we of these. We will do that. <laughs> We will do that. Violator will bring that up to us after the break. We are the Boys Podcast. I am Positive C with Thorny, with Will, with our guest Sebastian Envy. We don't have music yet, but there will be music played in the middle of this break. So come back with us. Uh, join us on Deep Bells Radio after this, and we'll be back on the Boys Podcast.
Are you ready? Are you ready? It's time to play the game with William Shotwell here on The Boys. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that fantastic intro. Uh, that was the stupid shit. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, thank you again, Sebastian, for staying and hanging out with us while we play this game. I think uh, we're all going to have a lot of fun with this. Well, at least I know I will because I know all the answers, and y'all have to figure <laughs> out what the answers are. So here's what we're going to do. Basically, we're going to play basic trivia. So uh, everybody, go ahead and just think of in your mind right now what kind of a buzzer you might would want. You know, the one I usually use is, uh, oh, and then, you know, Chris, what, which one do you normally use? Unicorn? Unicorn. Thorny, Unicorn. what kind of a buzzer do you want? I have right here. I'm going to let Sebastian pick. I always let the guests pick for me, so I don't want to take anything too good from them. Uh, I don't know, just whistling? There whistling? You go. All that right. works. That's a good one. I'll just go with standard uh, ding, then. Standard ding, you boring motherfucker. <laughs> you want me to do opera ding? <laughs> yes. That's, I, it'll take so long to say it that I'll always get beat. No, because if I hear it first, it'll work. All right. Mm. So what we're going to do is we're basically going to play some uh, trivia questions, you know, pro wrestling and everything. I've got a number of different topics here that can be involved. Uh, not all of them are going to be the absolute best for this, uh, like the music ones. I'm not going to be able to play the actual music in the background for you, so uh, I might skip some of those. Yeah, you can. But we have yeah, just play it. Well, I don't have it all hooked up on my computer. so uh, Okay. No, then, there, uh, yeah. there is a better excuse. <laughs> and so I also have, uh, uh, well, I have about 1,400 different questions I could possibly ask you. So, Jesus. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and start off with whoever can do their calling sound first. Unicorn. All right, Chris, you get to pick first. Do you want... And on a delay. <laughs> Do you want wrestling personalities, general WWE uh, questions, finishing and submission moves, or wrestling celebrities? Did that? Say, did you say finishing moves? Finishing and submission moves. Yes, I have 187 I'll take, questions. I'll take finishing and submission moves. Let's try this out. All right, let's go ahead and start off with this one, and uh, you can have the option. So it's going to be two points per person or per correct guess only one if i have to give you the multiple choice so which wrestler was known for his signature move the spine buster uh, uh a unicorn arn anderson no what <laughs> i don't know you got two people here so i don't know so. okay okay all right I, I like, know who this nobody is. like that does the spine buster better than like arn anderson i'm constantly chasing his spine buster, just the lift and like the torque and the slam is just like that's, that, when you see mine, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I will sure give I, you are I'll give it to y'all, but that's just because this says Batista. <laughs> Though Arn Anderson's finisher no, was the spine no. buster, Batista's signature was the spine buster and also the spear. I, oh. Okay. All right. You just want to call that one as a null? As a null? Apparently, this is not a very fun trivia game. Yeah. 
All right, let's give you another that one. That's terrible. I gotta. I already. I already disagree with this trivia game immediately. All right. Batista is known for his spine buster over Arn Anderson. <laughs> Which? All right. Then let's go ahead with this one instead. Which finishing move is Jeff Hardy's? Oh, uh, sh- unicorn. The Swanton Bomb. That is correct, Chris. Yeah. There yeah, you go. What's his name? Took that too. Let me write that one down as a uh, twofer for Chris. Chris, two points. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I'm gonna. Do go I get to pick to, a category now? Am I category picking? Uh, you are still category picking. Let me go back to the uh, uh, main page on this thing. All right. You got wrestling personalities, general WWE finishing and submission moves, and wrestling celebrities. Let's, let's, let's have some fun with wrestling celebrities, yeah. All <laughs> right. Let's see. Perhaps one of the most iconic wrestlers to step foot in WWE was Batista. Which sports endeavor did Batista decide to pursue after he left WWE in 2010? Ding. It was football. Extreme football league, I believe. Uh, no, it was not. Really? No. Okay. You guys are up. Have at uh, it. <laughs> Unicorn MMA? It is MMA. Oh, wow. All okay. right, Chris. You get two more points on that one and continue to pick the categories. Let's go wrestling celebrities. I didn't... Man, you I forgot still want to stick man. with wrestling celebrities? All well, right. That's not another piece of question. <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> this one should be an interesting one. Charlotte I mean, is, acting, right? <laughs> sorry. Charlotte is the daughter of which superstar? Oh, oh, Rick! Uh, oh, I mean, unicorn, Rick Flair. Rick Flair, oh, okay. Chris, you are nailing this. The recently released Rick Flair. The recently released. I didn't know he was recently released. Charlotte is the daughter of yes. wrestling legend Rick Flair. Ricky Steamboat is the dragon. Ricky Morton is. Oh, these are all the extra people that they had on here as your options. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of that. Oh. oh. <laughs> you can tell I've done oh, a whole wrestling lot. One more time. Do what? <laughs> one more time. All right, if you if you get this one, we're gonna yeah. have to move on to somebody else. Uh, to, to, ooh, this should be. I don't know if you'll get this one, Chris. You might. Bo Dallas is the son of which famous grappler? Uh, unicorn, Mike Rotunda. Wow, you did get did it. Get that? Wow. He did. Okay. Damn, Chris. All right, you uh, you you know how they usually have. I was like, only thinking of Von Erichs for some reason. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move over Sebastian because, well, Chris is so far mm-hmm. kicking so much ass. It's not fair. It's <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, whenever you're playing, you know, peewee, you know, baseball and you ha- they have like the nine <laughs> hit rule. rule limit. <laughs> so we're just going to keep moving. Hey, look, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go right. with one of those or you just want me to pick one? Because I got I've got some easier ones right here that are on another website. Just pick one. Hey, just pick one. All right. I'm Question. Answer all those. I was just like letting y'all have it. <laughs> 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 who is the only WWE superstar who has seized the Intercontinental Championship eight times? Ding. See, I knew it was gonna be one of those ones that I should know, and then people would be like, oh, "All right, Thorny, what you got?" I, I, I want to say Chris Jericho. It is Chris Jericho. Oh shit! I was guessing so that bad. Is great. Was better, I was gonna say Kurt Angle. Yeah, but. that is. 
All right, let's uh, go ahead and continue down with these right here. These uh, may be a little bit easier. Who brandishes the record for the longest time spent in the ring during a Royal Rumble? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, shit. Um, longest time Rumble. Wow, there's just a lot of good options for this actually. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I don't know. This one doesn't have multiple choice though, so. Yeah. Flair. No, it is not Ric Flair. I do have Unicorn. a hint, but it, all right. Is it Shawn Michaels? No, it is not Shawn Michaels. Okay. Here. I am gonna take a stab in the dark and say mankind. No, it is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Really? Ray that, it doesn't it doesn't say how long he lasted though so uh, i'm i'm afraid i can't you know fill you in with that no you're good i mean just i didn't expect that i feel like there's just been so many more legends of the royal rumble than ray mysterio i, like, I, 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 I gotta see which one that was longest rumble time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we gotta do some fact checking fact check all this well hey you know what the first one was apparently wrong so all right I think it was the phrasing of that question that threw everything off. They may have because, I mean, well, it was probably not a very good phrase, uh, like way to phrase it because it did make it seem like. Uh, no, no, I think whoever, like, I think the original writer of that question just probably bungled the phrasing. Yeah, probably. yeah exactly. I think that well, was like more a of quick uh, cursory Google has Rey Mysterio at 62 minutes, 12 seconds in 2006. Damn. But it has. Which I guess, uh, because, but um, Daniel Bryan's at seven, 76 minutes, five seconds in 2018 in the greatest Royal Rumble. But I think that was kind of where they put in uh, a crap load more participants. So, yes, blew that up. So I guess it was Ray. But nobody ever talked. Yeah, Ray. <laughs> a whole hour for Ray Mysterio Jr. in that. That's that's pretty long time, in my opinion. All right. Who has won the maximum? Uh, that's a stupid question. That it's not even written right. Let's do with this. What are Chris Jericho's two finishers called? Oh, oh is this current? Uh, it should be fairly current. Chris Jericho's two finishers. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're talking like WWE or AEW or like. Well, I think these are probably WWE. Uh. Yeah, Brian Salt and uh, Walls of Jericho. Walls of Jericho is one uh, of them. The other one, uh, what was the one you said? The other ones that you said, Sebastian. No, it says code, it says Codebreaker on here. Oh, that's not fully relevant. Is he, that's not even his intro anymore, is it? That was such a good basic stuff, but it's like. No, you're good. <laughs> I thought Jericho changed from the whole, you know, <laughs> countdown to Y2J and. Yes, now he does uh, what is called the Judas Effect, which is a really cool back elbow, which is really violent looking. I really enjoy that move. Actually, I've, I've always enjoyed Jericho's Judas move. Effect? That sounds fantastic. So messed set. up. <laughs> it is a pretty messed up move. All right. Continue on uh, there, Will. Uh, who, is, who was the first unanimous WWE champion? Undisputed? Uh, it does not say undis undisputed. It just says first unanimous. That's a oddly. Whoever wrote that question is an idiot. <laughs> hey, mm. I don't know much about wrestling. I'm just reading the questions as I as I see them. 
Uh, if it's unanimous, I don't know. But if it's undisputed, I'm going to say Unicorn Jericho. It is Chris Jericho. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, undisputed. Yeah, yeah. yeah terrible, qu terrible question. All right. Uh, Let's get away from Jericho, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Jericho and Batista. So, Batista and Jericho this so owning this game. How many WWE championships were won by Hulk Hogan? Oh, God, Chris, you have to know this. Oh, that's I'm, a really good question. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to say ding three. No. All right. It's not a bad guess, though, because he held titles long, but I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a it. bunch of title wins, but they were like lengthy ones. Just Right. Uh, and he got one more. At, uh, Unicorn six? Yes. The answer is six. I was going to say five. Hey, he got five, but then he got that one random one in his last run. He, they gave him the title one more time. So I think they probably counted that last one as the sixth. All right. Uh, which superstar was never a part of the Ministry of Darkness? Well, are there Harry Potter? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Is this not a good question? So many. I could skip it. What's the question no. again? Which superstar was never a part of the Ministry of Darkness? They don't have oh, a yeah, there's too many to name on that. Yeah, yeah like, that would be Yeah, that's a pretty dumb question. It says Kane on here. Mm -hmm. But Oh, there there may have been a multiple choice you just don't have. That's true. Uh, yeah, my thoughts it, would have been Kane, Mankind, Undertaker would have been your three multiple choices. And then maybe who's that other guy that that uh, the lights go out and everyone turns on the, like the lights for the candles? Oh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray you could have yeah, stuck him they in said there. Maybe in, Wyatt would have been in there. Yeah, that would have been a multiple choice. Uh, but yes, the answer is Kane. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go back to a like different one. On the roster. That's to say, there's so right. many superstars that weren't in it. <laughs> it's not like the NWO where everybody was in it at one point in time. Oh God, that was. <laughs> <laughs> to see something start off like so awesome and then just to for it to devolve into such a joke was just like. Mm. I've been I've been actually studying uh, early '90s and mid '90s and '90s WCW to learn what not to do with, with creative and booking. It's been my goal not to make those mistakes if I get more into creative. So, no. all right, uh, here's don't one. recreate DMX. We don't <laughs> need 13 year olds running around flashing people with the suck it sign anymore. That was horrible when we were children. Uh, no, that's not even a good question. Man, these are... I, I don't even understand half these questions I'm looking at. Uh, okay. Who was the wrestler <laughs> that performed, performed the Stone Cold Stunner? <laughs> <laughs> Please, anybody take this. I don't even care. Sally. Sally, what, what, what wrestler did the Stone Cold Stunner? <laughs> uh, I believe it is... <laughs> Not no, I said he lost. No, he gave me yeah, that. There you go. Yeah, yeah give, say, give us you got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the fun of it, can I uh, can I say uh, the 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 Holly guy, hardcore Holly? <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved to have done the stunner, probably. <laughs> Here's one for you. Uh, which of the following? Oh. Which of the following people did not use the sharpshooter as a finisher? Tyson Kidd, Bret Hart, Stu Hart, or Natalia? 
Who didn't use the Who did not use the sharpshooter as a finisher? I don't know what Stu did. I'm going to say Stu? You're correct on that one. Say, yeah. I, I, I was like, ah. Uh, I know two of them did, but. Uh, sweet Diva Mood made this commentator say, Shucky Ducky. Yeah, I forgot about Can Tyson you... Kid. <laughs> Wait, repeat that? Oh, Chris said something about Tyson Kid. So yeah. All right. So the next question: A sweet diva move makes this commentator say "Shucky Ducky." Can you dig this superstar's name? Yeah, Booker. It is Booker. Oh, nice. Why did Cato of the Orange Express wear a mask? Uh... He did. I don't think there was ever a reason for it. Yeah, to hide the fact that he was not Asian, apparently. That's the answer to this. <laughs> That's ah. terrible. Interesting. I'm not even familiar with him. But... I'm not either. I can't believe it because freaking, uh, what you call it, with uh, the Young Dragons, uh, what's his name? Wasn't Asian and he wore a mask. Um, oh, I couldn't uh, tell you, man. Yeah. I really couldn't. I, I know this much about wrestling. As you could tell by the way that I you know, set, <laughs> set up this question. Choosing these questions and going, oh, this will make sense. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till Chris gets back. Otherwise, well, no, he's already got so many points. Well, actually, uh, Sebastian's catching up to him. Thorny, I'm sorry. You've only got like four points. Yeah, it happens. Hey, buddy. Come back here. Ah, here he yeah. is. All right. Hello again, guys. Hello. Hey, welcome. All right. Next Here's question. Jamie Noble and the Young Dragons. He wore a mask. Oh, okay, okay. Not Asian. He was Caucasian. Caucasian. Yes, of course. He was Caucasian. <laughs> he was a Canadian American. Canadian American. Yeah. All right. When people cross this guy, they get shell shocked. Who is he? Uh, uh, Who is Ryback? That is correct. Uh, okay. I was thinking. Mm. I was thinking that old school sergeant guy. Uh, yeah, he had the wore the military hat and the sunglasses. Oh, Sergeant Slaughter. Thank you. Yeah, that would have been an excellent move for Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> no, 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 that wouldn't have been terrible. It wasn't my fault. Was his line after doing a heinous act? When you get this question uh, wrong, it, say that again. Snitsky. Yeah, it is it. Didn't even couldn't even finish it. Snitsky. Another guy that creative just did not know what to do with. All right. Which of these four drafted after the Battle Royale, uh, Royale has won a Money in the Bank ladder match? Was it Edge, R-Truth, John Morrison, or Chris Jericho? Wait, say that one more time. Which of the four drafted after the Battle Royal has won a Money in the Bank ladder match? Edge, R-Truth, John Morrison, or Chris Jericho? Said has not won the money in the bank. Has, has, has. Okay. has. Edge, oh. edge, it is. Nice. Edge, it is. It I was going to say is. John Morrison. Edge one. That was a horribly worded question. <laughs> yes. Uh, da, da. I guess this, it's this. A, maybe a Royal Rumble winner. I think that's what they meant. I think they meant who who has run a Royal Rumble and a Money in the Bank. I think that's what they meant. That or we're all just having strokes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Again, health in your 30s coming up later. <laughs> it's all right. I might be having a stroke trying to read some of these things, especially since I don't, I don't, I don't really already don't know 
Oh, hey, here's here's sick. another easy one right here. Gonna grab that product and say, "Ooh, yeah." Macho Man Slim Jim. Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage. It yep. is. Oh, Ooh, Chris. Yeah, I used to do a killer macho man. Because, you know, sometimes the madness, you got to get the flying out of there. You know, you have no control with the yeah. Who performed Rest the atomic leg Rest drop? The what? Who performed the atomic leg drop? Uh, Dean. <laughs> I'm going to say Bam Bam Bigelow just for this. For nope. Some reason. All right. Nice name, though. That's the atomic name drop. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of just the atomic drop. Who? What? Is that a unicorn it, Hulk Hogan? It is Hulk Hogan. He's the only one I know who drops a leg drop. And it was Hulk Hogan indeed. I didn't know he called uh, it the atomic yeah, leg yeah. drop. Mm-hmm. Nope. Let's see, how about we do... Mr. America dropping atomic things on people. <laughs> <laughs> They're atomic. I'm thinking of like top rope leg drop or something. <laughs> So again, that goes back to like some basic shit that I should know. Now I'm like questioning my. <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh. Your whole wrestling knowledge now. <laughs> it's okay. Some of these again, don't do not judge yourself on that because trust me, some of these questions are stupid because I probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So, all right, let's do like three more. Sorry, Thorny, you're okay. pretty much out out of the running here. I can make a comeback. I swear. Uh, maybe, maybe. Just, just like Kim yeah, Kardashian, right? Time for your shine, there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Who has won the most championships in WWE? The most championships. Oh, this is a w- loaded question because there's. Like, are they counting just WWE championships or are they counting all championships? Well, the question says WWE. No, no, but. But again, not, like, this is also only, probably. Is it only like heavyweight? Is it only. Uh, tag or are they completing everything? Yeah, it is the most championships. You said Triple H. It is not huh? Triple H. I mean, it may be, but I doubt it. Unicorn John Cena. It is John Cena, at least according to this website. I count Flair <laughs> because I I championships around the world. It's what like seventeen or something like that, or some some odd fucking number. But yeah, I can I think it's Flair. Yeah, I like, think so. Like, was his, I do. I figured I would count him because his was like, like all total numbers. But trying right. to just WWE. And I think probably Triple H is too. If if because I don't like some of Cena's championships because they were very much back and forth. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like if you're trading trading the belt, sometimes you get this you know title ran for like a couple of months and then you trade it back, trade it back. I don't like that. That that shouldn't really count as so many reigns to make your you know your number go up high. That's that's, that's cheating to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right storytelling man storytelling who did andre the giant face in the first match of the following ra- uh, of the following round in the wwf championship competition at wrestlemania 4 being hulk hogan it was hulk hogan it's an iconic fucking photo too like yes yeah. sorry about that f bomb there everybody uh nobody gives a fuck uh Question, and this is the last one. All this right. is the last question. So, and uh, Sebastian, you are two points behind Chris. So I'm going to make this. If oh, you wow. if you can get this, I'm going to let you be the winner by giving you three points. If Chris gets it, he's just going to have to be, you know, the champion and has the belt. 
Question. Is President Donald Trump a part of the WWE Hall of Fame? Yes or no? Yes. Three points to Sebastian. Are you kidding me? Why? Wow. And he takes the belt. Wow. Unbelievably, wow. he is. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they did the hair versus uh, hair thing at WrestleMania. Where, uh, who was? Oh, yeah. Uh, Umanga and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Oh no! It is like idiocracy has come to life. If any of y'all have seen right. that movie, you know a, res- a a pro wrestler is is the president of the United States. Uh, who uh, was it? Terry Crews? That yes, yeah, yeah. Terry yeah. Crews, <laughs> one of the greatest movies of, of all time. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, that movie's so judge. funny. And uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania 20, actually, I just watched a video on a recap of WrestleMania 20. Uh, they they send out uh, what's his face, Jesse Dabody Ventura out there into the ring to cut a promo right and in the middle of the promo he points at donald trump who's sitting out you know in the crowd and he goes hey donald it i think a pre- i think uh the white house needs a wrestler as a president would you support me and donald's like yeah i'd support you a little did you know a little while later he'd be the, he'd be the one in fucking office and jesse ventura would be a crazy old man somewhere so <laughs> just, you see how things kind of flip in in the world today didn't jesse this ventura run for governor somewhere once he, 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 he was the governor, governor of minnesota okay. yeah yeah he ran as the independent okay okay <laughs> but uh this has been this has been a lot of fun this has been a lot of fun i love it's been rather uh, interesting everything you are doing out there at uh, mpx there sebastian uh best pictures one of my favorite things going on uh right now so thank you for taking the time out on this sunday to hang out with us here on the boys podcast anything else you want to quickly plug anything you want to say about uh, what you got going on in the future with best picture uh we're just uh gonna continue being the best team best champs best picture i put out the call um there's a couple guys um in the dfw area that i am wanting to face because if a good production is only as good as the talent that you can uh bring in to execute the, a fine script and i have said uh today on facebook i'll continue advocating for it best picture wants horsepower as eddie martinez yeah. as nate collins best picture wants horsepower so if it happens in mpx great it needs to happen somewhere else that is great too because we will handle business anywhere we need to any any set we need to go to to face horsepower we're up for it so outside of that, of course, like I said, youtube.com slash Films, my overall YouTube channel, shorts and other stuff are coming to it. You have my Let Us Geek uh, uh, vlog video series. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to call it. And then I've got a, a few short films coming. I got Taking Lumps that has uh, Exodus Prime in it, actually. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. cool. Um, I've got uh, a, a superhero project that I'm working on called Black Cobra. And then I've uh, got a uh, comic book called Cheerleader Karate School, which is kind of taking <laughs> a, a live action project that I did, um, which is, that's the project I was referring to that didn't turn out kind of how I wanted it. Um, I'm taking it back to its roots as a comic book where I don't have to worry about schedules or budgets or this or that. Just got to have a good artist, which I have for it, to bang out some good pages. So looking for that, hopefully by the end of the year or maybe like early January. Nice. Okay. That is awesome. Yeah. So you hear that the the 
the power glider, Eddie Martinez, I believe, is uh, who's in uh, what you would call it, uh, uh, horsepower. So if you hear that out there, he's they're laying out the challenge. Kirby, get get them in there. Come on, guys. We can have a that's, that's that'd be an awesome match. I couldn't wait to see that. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you very much, Sebastian. Uh, you have a wonderful rest of your night. We will be back here on the Zaboys podcast on Twitch.tv backslash the boys underscore podcast uh we will also be on deep Bells radio on monday night starting at 8 p.m i believe 8 to 9 9 30 or somewhere around that where you can hear what you're doing what we're doing right now there uh thank you we will be back with thorny who will teach us about some health now in our 30s which we know a lot of you out there are so be healthy guys stay safe sebastian you have a wonderful evening and uh, we'll be back here on the boys podcast after this music
for one last segment here on the Zaboys podcast. We just had Sebastian Envy on for a couple of segments, and that was a lot of fun. He was a great guest. But now it is oh, yeah. time to move on and have a little fun with uh, James Thornquist. James Thornquist. <laughs> Thornquist? We call him Thorny. And he's got <laughs> Thornquist. It's got to say that with your chest. Say it with your chest. Thornquist. <laughs> Thornquist. And he has some uh, health updates for all you 30-year-olds out there, which is probably a lot of our listeners because 30-year-old males love podcasts. Yeah. And all of oh, us yeah. are 30. At least. We are. We're all pushing 30, guys. and uh... Pushing 30? We're already pushing daisies on 30, bro. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, you know, here's what we're going to be talking about, guys. 30 is uh, was a big eye-opener. I'm not sure if it was for you guys. It was for me. And 35 is slowly creeping up, and it's getting scarier. So, today we're going to discuss how to maintain your health in your 30s and, and what things you should be doing. This is just kind of a big disclaimer to all. So, let's go ahead and jump right in. So, to maintain your health, you first need to maintain your weight with exercise and diet. Losing weight and maintaining it is easier to do at a young at a younger age, but you should be focusing on hitting a healthy yeah. weight before the age of 40. In order to do this, you would need to focus on exercise and diet, which I just said, I know I'm really redundant right now. Uh, exercise helps build muscle, boost metabolism, and it aids in letting you sleep better but uh, what is more important really is what you eat, because although people will constantly tell you that exercise is super important, it's about only 15% of the equation. It's usually, uh, diet's what, 85%, I believe? I could understand no, I'm not. That. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not preaching you go keto or vegan or try some extreme fad diet, uh, but you should be eating your fruits and vegetables while trying to avoid processed or fast foods. Basically, you want to shop the exterior edges of your grocery store, avoid the aisles, and cut back on the sugar. Uh, this is going to help you maintain your essential vitamins, your minerals, and help you avoid that pesky heart disease that starts to creep up in your older age. You know, I never thought about it, but you're right. All the outer edges of a grocery store always have the better option or the better food options. Yeah, they're they're raw. They're raw yeah. uh, ingredients. I never so better for you. I never thought about it uh, about mm -hmm. it like that. But yeah, my God, yep. that's I'm gonna go into the next time I go to the grocery store. I'm gonna have to think about it completely different because that that just blew my mind. Oh yeah, no, it's a uh, it's um it's a common thing that they teach you in di dietitian or dietetics and whatnot is is that basically they put all the processed stuff on the aisles on all the fast stuff, the stuff that you can, you can cook in minutes versus all the stuff that takes work and is raw and has better nutrient values and everything like that. And also spoils faster is all on the outside edges. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so moving from there, of course, you know, our next tip, cause I've broke these down into three tips. A lot, a lot of, a lot of sites are going to tell you, you know, they're going to give you 15 tips, 10 tips, nine tips, 24,000 tips. This is just three simple tips just to get started. So moving on, learn to stress less. Stress-related illness is a thing. Think about that. Your body can change because of bad vibes. Literally, bad vibes. Just things stressing you out. You can all of a sudden get sick. So it's important to find ways to relax and manage your stress. But in order to manage your stress, 
You must manage your stressors. Our society is constantly preaching a nonstop lifestyle of productivity, and we stress out and die. I mean, look at the giant tortoise. They just chill and live to be 152. Yeah, but they eat healthy. Yeah, they eat really healthy. They move very slow, and they have a great resting heart rate. And I mean, what do they stress about? Like, oh, no, something's coming to attack me. Let me just tuck inside of my house here, and I'm good. And apparently they know how to last a very, very long time in other areas like the bedroom. Oh, (laughs) see, there you go. Another con. Let's all just become tortoises. (laughs) So instead of focusing on the constant grind, you need to make time to relax, whether that be through yoga and meditation, hanging out with your friends and maintaining those friendships or smashing, smashing shit in a small room. You know, I've always wanted to use one of those rooms. Right? How great would that be? Are you busting jars, TVs, everything? Oh, are you down? Like, I'm sure there's one in Dallas somewhere because I I have always wanted to go do that. Like, get 15 minutes in just a room just to destroy shit. Uh, I I agree, and I would love to find one. I also still want to do axe throwing, though, which I bet would be a great stress relief. Well, there's one of those in Arlington. Oh, I know. I just haven't got to go yet. Well, and I'm sure that's why old people golf, right? Is it's probably just stress relief? No. Yeah. Well, yes and no because. It's, it's one of those healthy stressors because mm-hmm. when you hit the ball really damn well, it makes you feel really good and you calm down. But the problem is when you hit the ball really bad, you get really mm-hmm. pissed off. There's a whole yeah. lot of reallys in yeah. that. The really is really the problem. <laughs> the really is really the problem, yeah. Well, it's also important – to, uh, to maintain your relationships in your 30s as having friends can boost your immune system and has been shown to aid in the prevention of chronic illness. Things like vertigo, you know, things like that. I'm glad I have good friends. Mm, exactly. I am too. Although uh, hanging out with them does lead me to smoke and drink a lot more than I should. Yeah, but you're about to be done with all that, you know, for the, the umpteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Well, that's why I said umpteenth, because, you know, if you continue to say umpteenth, it's always, you know, I can quit again. Oh, yeah. No, I'm trying to get there, but it's not easy. As you sit there and smoke on your vape. Yep, exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. The third and final step you really should be paying attention to in your 30s is getting to know yourself. Look, it was fine to stroll into the ER every so often when you were in your 20s. Hell, maybe it was even cute that time you thought you had an STD and they had to lance. Okay, what I'm trying to say is... I don't think that would be very cute. I don't don't (laughs) think it's cute at all if they had to lance an STD. Hi, Chris. Hi. Are you on your cell phone now? Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. We can. Yes. What I'm trying to say is... Continue on. Yeah, well, we're talking about (laughs) uh, stressors and STDs and lancing them. Well, we were, no, we were just talking about our stressors and tortoises living to be 152. Um, so now, yeah, so I was saying is now we're talking about knowing yourself in your 30s. So it, like I said, it's, it, maybe it's cute to walk in and uh, have them lance off something that you thought was an STD. But um, no, now in your 30s, it's better to know your medical history. It's, it, it's time to reach out to family yeah. and ask them what killed great grandpappy and how likely you are to get it. Yes, Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the scary thing 
about now is that like you know i'm i'm having friends and acquaintances and whatnot that are you know getting cancer and getting things like that and it's like oh crap i have to worry about family history a little bit more now than i really ever really thought about yeah. oh definitely oh this I is this is the age to be doing that at yeah because i mean i'll straight up tell you i know for a fact that there is cancer on my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family has heart disease and diabetes, yep. so I am just a cluster. Diabetes. Yep, yep. Well, guess what, guys? Uh, 30 is also that time where you need to start getting a yearly checkup because you don't know if you're going to have high blood pressure or, yeah, you might have diabetes or maybe that thing you had lanced off came back and, well, look, you're an adult now, so start acting like one. Uh, yeah, I actually just had this conversation with my with my mother uh, the other day. I went to go pick up something, and we were talking about health and stuff. And she asked me, "Are you going on your yearly checkup?" And I said, "No." She was like, "Well, you need to start now. You're 30. It's about that age." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. I need a doctor to tell me I'm okay every year." <laughs> I've got mine scheduled for next Wednesday because the yeah. past two weeks have had me freaking out like there was a day where i literally thought i was having mini miniature strokes there was a day mm -hmm. where for the past year i've had little vertigo sessions going on and i i honestly thought they were just like i was like oh it's just a side effect of having covid at one point and i was like no no you had these before covid and i was like oh it's just your mind playing tricks on you because mm -hmm. of COVID. you're going out places and you're like oh i'm gonna get covid and you're freaking out and you're having like anxiety attacks from it but they just keep happening. And I'm like, no, I got to go get this shit looked at now. This is not healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'll t I, I could just tell you this now. Go to the doctor. They'll, they know what to do. They'll hook you up with something like for, as a fact. And now I'm, people think this is strange because I'm only 31, but I have high blood pressure and I have atrial fibrillation. Like mm -hmm. these are things that people are, who are over 50 are supposed to have. But you know what? Right. Some of these people may have had it since they were 30. Yeah. And just mm -hmm. and just never found out about it until they were 50. Yep. Because that's when they started going to the doctor. Yeah. So if you catch on to it earlier, there's a better way to prevent other things happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what this what inspired this whole thing was just the idea of saying, you know, sitting on my butt and waiting until something goes wrong isn't the best thing. Like I've had two coworkers. No, actually, all three coworkers of my department have ended up in the hospital this last year because they just push, 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 and didn't go get checked out. And yeah. come to find out, I mean, two of them are one's younger than me, one's the same age as me, and one's older than me. One that's older than me, I get. You know, he's he's about to hit sixties, and it makes sense for him to be having medical issues. The one that's mm -hmm. my age no idea what's going on with her. She, she won't tell us what happened, but she was, but she spent a week in the hospital. And the other one who's younger than me wow. ended up with diaticulitis in the hospital for a week as well. What is diaticulitis? It's where small seeds and things will lodge into your, your uh, digestive tract and like your urinary tract and things like that. Ouch. Or, or your, you know, your, back, your bowels and they'll cause little tears and bleeding. And it can ultimately, if not treated right, can kill you. Hmm. But at a young age, you're probably going to pass it eventually, but it's going to cause a lot of buildup and block up and, and you might end up with some toxicity in your body and things like that that aren't healthy. Mm -hmm. 
That's that. That's what I'm worried about. Actually, is I'm worried about the buildup and the blockage and all that stuff of years and years of not eating right, and then like all of a sudden within the past about year and a half, I'm trying to eat better. Uh, but I'm I'm just kind of worried about someone looking in my heart and going, "Ooh, you've been you've been eating a lot of baconators, haven't you?" you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like a lot of late night Taco Bell chips for you, haven't you, buddy? Oh, I can dude. tell with that artery right there so yeah i and and then the drinking that i used to do i didn't drink yeah. terribly terribly much but still drinking can ruin your body yeah. so i'm oh, yeah. thinking did i did i stop drinking in time to have my body recover within the next couple of years or did i already do enough damage because i was drinking as a teenager all the way up through my 20s so i don't know no that's been my thing with with drinking and smoking lately is like when i drink now Man, if I go, if I drink six drinks in a night, I'm wrecked for the next day. And that's, I'm like, wow, yeah. what happened? Like four is like my limit now. And even then, whoo. And mm. then like I was smoking, I've been smoking for 15 years and I'm like, there's no way in hell I have not permanently damaged something. Isn't that one of those crazy, right. that, isn't that one of the craziest things, especially about not just drinking, but smoking in particular on this one, you never think about, oh, I'm not going to be a 15 year smoker. Then all of a sudden you're a 15 year smoker and you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not even 35 yet. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, that's very true. I'm, I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm thankful for prison. Prison did one good thing for me. And that was it, it, it allowed me to quit cigarettes. I didn't have any while I was locked up. And then when I got out, I was, so I've been done with cigarettes since the year 2010. Nice. And so it's, it's good that, that, that got me. And I think I've smoked, you know, one here or there my buddy leo yeah. if i, I ever say, hang I've out seen, with him I've he shoves a cigarette one. in my face i'll probably talk one yeah i've seen you smoke like one or two but you're never one of those guys it's like oh hey can i bum one like it's just like yeah. eh, i guess i'll have one and then yeah you won't touch one for six you months smoke about half of it and then you're like eh, I'm yeah I've, this. I actually, that's correct i've never seen you actually finish a whole cigarette and i've only seen you smoke about three or four times and you never yeah, finish I'm not, it I, can't really do it anymore I, I the smell is kind of comforting but the yeah. idea of smoking is not well so that's how i was a few weeks ago where like if i lit up a cigarette i was like oh god this is gross and i would just like get about halfway through it and throw it but if i'm drinking completely different story like if you, if you give me a cigarette sober i don't want it anymore but if you give me a cigarette when i'm drinking i am ready to chain smoke with the best of them that's my problem like that that's my big thing is if i'm if i'm drinking and somebody has a cigarette and i smell it the first thing my mm -hmm. brain does is i want one of those yeah if i'm if i haven't been drinking it's like man i'll sit here and smell it i really don't care maybe i'll have one maybe not but i really don't yep. care like yeah i don't know there's something there's something weird about the the way the brain associates the two mm -hmm. yeah it's pavlov so that hook. Yeah. I, I got a question for your uh for your health thing. Does it say anything about when as males we should be getting our prostate checked and when should we be getting that? Is that in our 30s or is that in our 40s? No, 40s. Prostate started regular prostate checkups start at 40, but okay. Never go into your doctor and say you're having problems urinating because then they will give you a prostate exam very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, that seems about First, right. Yeah. 
first thing they do is they go, oh, you're having a hard time urinating. Maybe your prostate's inflamed. Pull your pants down. Let's take a look. And you go, uh, what? Let me put my so. finger in your bunghole. Mm-hmm. Although so I swear, like you know, some people, that's probably nice. Some people enjoy that kind of stuff. But that's all I we got for help. Not, we do not kink shame here on the Zaboys podcast here on twitch.tv backslash the boys underscore podcast you can see me on a cell phone camera right now talking to you there and you can also hear us tomorrow night on deep dallas radio starting at 8 p.m they just celebrated their fourth anniversary four years of deep dallas radio so congratulations to brad and amy and uh oh man he's gonna kill me for forgetting his name <laughs> but uh yeah i love you too <laughs> but everybody there at deep Bells radio thank you guys for uh supporting us the voice uh, podcast loves you uh we also love all our podcasts on the locals connection we have the good game podcast we have the boys we have music on your own terms we have lots and lots of podcasts on there go check out the locals connection page uh go check us out on twitter on on instagram on facebook we have been as a boys podcast. Uh, we also had Sebastian Envy on. So if you go to Metroplex Wrestling every Saturday night, you can see him and a whole bunch of other workers kicking ass, taking names, having a good time. Uh, I've been positive C. Over there's been the brain box, Jim Thornquist, and yonder has been Will, the violator shot well. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Stay gold, my boy. Monawea. Thank mm-hmm. you.